0: everybody, and welcome to The Gag. My name is Joshua Simon, and we talk with, uh, um, you know what? I messed up, so I'm going to start okay. again.
1: Do it. It's fine. I love it. I, it's like getting to see a really close performance. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful <laughs> intro. <laughs> All right. Oh,
0: uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> and welcome to The Gag, a spoop cast where I, Joshua Simon, talk with my fave Aunt Flows about our lunar cycles. To figure out why we're growing all this hair. And I have a super awesome guest with me. They are a writer and playwright. Such pieces as The Body is a Vessel. Ooh,
1: this vessel is a fragile thing.
0: This vessel is a fragile thing. Among other wonderful pieces. (laughs) They and I have worked together on one 24-hour play cycle
1: yes one I think <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know them you love them and if you don't you're about to it's Britt A. Willis
1: ah thank you so much for having me I of feel course. very flattered I, nice intro
0: I I mean I could not wait to get you on you're a, a writer and an artist that I'm familiar with in the area and I and when I wanted to do you know a podcast where I talked to queer artists you were one of the first names I thought of
1: very nice even um, more flattered. Keep going. Keep going. Of course.
0: Well, <laughs> you're amazing. You're beautiful. You look like <laughs> Linda Evangelista. Did you
1: stone those tights?
0: <laughs> Anyhow, before we begin, I'd love to ask, what, what turned you gay this week?
1: Um, I am reading uh, Something That May Shock and Discredit You by Daniel M. <gasps> Lavery. Lavery? That's, Lavery? I think it's title. Lavery. That's the title? Something
0: yes. That May Shock and, and Discredit, discredit you. you.
1: It's very good. Ooh. Um... He is kind of like exploring his transness through history and stories and um, scripture even, which is very interesting. And uh, I just Bible into right very much. And he's this he's the son of a a preacher. I as well am a preacher's child, so I can identify with those aspects of it a lot. I recently just read a chapter where he talks about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight um, and talks about the part where uh, Sir Gawain is stuck in the Green Knight's castle and kissing both the Green Knight and the Green Knight's wife for a while, which is just lots of gay in there. Wait,
0: what is Um, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight? Is that scripture? No. Okay. No, no, no. (laughs) I I don't remember knights being in the Bible.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> Did anyone read all of it? No. Um,
0: Sir Gawain is... It's
1: basically King a King Arthur story. Sir Gawain is one of the knights. And one day a green knight comes in. I think it's Christmas. A green knight comes in. He's all green. Nice and usual. he says, nice. um, Hey, Gawain, bro. Uh, I'm going to lay down and let you chop off my head. And in a year and a day, I'm going to come back and chop off your head which just is incredibly as daniel I points out that tracks is incredibly transmasculine i feel like to be like
0: wanting to get to, your head chopped off well, sure to, to be
1: like i yeah bro like you show me yours i'll show you mine i want to be kind of uh, lovingly and kindly bullied by the bros like that kind of
0: But in a year and a day, Um, I'm going to come back.
1: Come back and cut off your head. So.
0: Like as an angel, as a ghost, as the same, like as Jesus, like what?
1: So Gwaine is like, I'm not sure about this. Everyone's like, just do it. What's he going to do? He's going to be dead. Gwaine does it. Then the green knight stands up and picks up his own head and leaves. So no problems with head Did not
0: expect that to happen.
1: It's. Horrifying. That It's going to be a great movie. Yeah, that's going to be coming a great. Horror.
0: Who, when, There's a where? movie
1: coming out. Uh, I, think I think I read I can about look this. It up.
0: You can totally do that. Let um, me see. I can talk about what turned me gay this week. Um, well, mostly just working on this podcast. I got to watch The Craft yesterday, and that episode <laughs> will be coming out shortly. It's Women's History Month, so I'm looking into as much. Feminist critique of horror that I can find. And oh, surprise, surprise, there's a, not a ton. But the feminist critics of horror films are just fascinating because a mm-hmm. lot of them still love these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Fem identifying people make up a big, big chunk of horror consumption. And, you know, the way horror treats uh, people who are different starting with women is, is wild. So it's still hmm. interesting to unpack why people still like these movies. And it's interesting to unpack why queer people still like these movies, despite the limited representation that they offer. Hmm. But anytime I, I start to ramble on about horror movies, I get a little bit queer on the
1: inside. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it
0: opens a little rainbow chamber in my heart. <laughs> and the movie that we watch this week. Well, I should probably ask also, um, what made you anxious this week? Anything?
1: Uh, how, how honest and political do you want your oh, podcast gosh. to be? Oh, gosh, I <laughs> mean,
0: there's plenty of things going on to make us anxious. Uh...
1: Yeah, I'll just I'll just say, and you can. You don't want to get comments or whatever bad reviews. Oh
0: no, it's fine. Um, Say it. Say
1: it. uh, Joe Biden has. He's
0: he's making me anxious. He's
1: really making me anxious. He was like, he was like manufactured in a lab to personally deliver great anxiety. I feel like like it's just everything about him is anxiety provoking.
0: Just seeing pictures of him now is just, like, um, that smile. I used to love that smile so much when oh it appeared God. behind the president. <laughs> and now it's, it's really, really yeah. I and
1: mean, my knees. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. He's well, something.
0: Well, let's move on from let's, him.
1: Let's leave him behind. Let's Please. move on
0: from men altogether and talk about Ginger Snaps.
1: Oh, ginger. We watched...
0: We, what, why did I do that? I don't know. Um, this movie just makes me go,
1: darling. I loved it.
0: <laughs> we watched Ginger Snaps, the Canadian film um, from the year two thousand. Seems so long ago. Um, directed by John Fawcett and written by Karen Walton. What'd you think of this movie?
1: uh i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. um i have a lot of thoughts so i'll just start start with i really enjoyed it um i am not a horror movie person Mm -hmm. um just in that i recognize that horror movies can be uh really great works of art and can talk (laughs) about things really complex things in in innovative ways um, and I love that theoretically about the horror genre, and also I uh, get very scared very easily, <laughs> and like to sleep at night, which means that. <laughs> oh,
0: you do? Wow, that's so strange. I know. Um, I am mm-hmm.
1: maybe the strangest theater person that's ever been. I like to sleep, to sleep at a reasonable at hour. Um, <laughs> so so it makes it uh, it makes it difficult for me to enjoy horror movies. Um, I gotcha.
0: When okay. we were discussing which movie. You were like, these subjects, off the table. And I was like, that's totally fine. Um, How did you land on Ginger Snaps?
1: Uh, So actually, you kind of mentioned critics earlier. Um, There's an outstanding critic, Willow McClay, Mm -hmm. um, that I follow on Twitter. She has a Patreon. Everyone should check her out. Um, And she wrote a while ago, I think it was actually a conversation between her and someone else about... um, trans themes mm-hmm. in, in movies, and specifically in body horror. Yeah. And she mentioned gender snaps. And so I was like, ah, oh, put, put it on the list. I got a little body horror I might be queue. able to handle list. So I, I put it on there. And uh, when you mentioned the podcast, I was like, well, finally, it's an excuse to uh, make yeah. myself watch this.
0: You said body horror. That's fast. I didn't really think of it as body horror until you said it. But even though this is a werewolf movie, It definitely falls into the realm of body horror many, many times.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely.
0: And when we talked about doing a movie, it was way back in 19, clickety clack. No, (laughs) uh, it was way back in October. Mm. And is that when always. The company always took the the female symbol off of their tampons.
1: Oh, maybe I don't. It was like around then. It was yeah. like fall or winter, twenty nineteen. I feel like and yeah.
0: It wasn't that an interesting development. Oh, man. So many people got so pressed. many
1: feelings about that.
0: Yeah. Oh. And this this werewolf movie is is popular because of its themes that involve um, female sexuality and puberty and becoming a woman and especially using the werewolf or lycanthropy lycanthropy metaphor as a as a metaphor for menstruation Mm -hmm. but now we it's more common knowledge that not everyone who menstruates identifies as a woman plenty of people menstruate and aren't women and when this whole thing with with the tampons happened. Women were like, why are you taking things from us? And trans people were like, we need tampons.
1: It'd be nice to buy some that weren't yelling at me. (laughs) Woman. Yeah, woman. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild to me, because that's not even something anyone, any turf noticed before (laughs) always took it off. Yeah, they were
0: like, they took the symbol (laughs) off, and people were like, what, what, you did? (laughs) <laughs> I'm mad at, that I'm it's so gone so upset. because I totally, every time I picked up a tampon, I was like, ah, oh, this is for me.
1: Yeah. I kissed the symbol, Just kissed the symbol before I being put like, it in the nah. bag. It's it's a uh, woman's tradition. Give this to the goddess.
0: <laughs> and it, yeah, I remember people being like, what's the big deal? And, and I, I, I maybe got it. I, I was over the whole thing, and I, sure. I maybe got into Same. one or two Facebook arguments like, you know, uh, people who menstruate need tampons, period. End of sentence. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this movie, as a metaphor for menstruation, as somebody who has never menstruated and, and has never even been in a relationship with somebody who has menstruated, there's such a succinct description of it, <laughs> like yeah. 20 minutes into the movie, this very peppy Canadian nurse gives you a real a real succinct and detailed rundown of what happens and I'm like oh okay like this movie this movie taught me something yeah um, I learned something today
1: <laughs> even the the mom right at the when Ginger's having the back pain yeah. at that early before we see the she nurse knows right she's away. like oh that could be cramps and I was like oh my god that's exactly Pain
0: in, in the yeah, lower back. Is that where it starts? Pain in the oh lower my back? Oh God.
1: Well, it depends on the person. Obviously, right. all bodies are different, but um, I'll just talk about my experience because sure. I can only speak to me. Um, but yeah, it starts in like my lower abdomen, but mm-hmm. it always travels to the lower back. So much pain that's felt in, in the front and your like stomach, tummy area exactly. actually travels to the back. Okay. Um, that's true for, I'm a celiac as well. And mm-hmm. that's true for when I have like gluten attacks too. Like um, it all like just when you, of goes the Like when your mom makes you
0: that big cake, when you get right. your first menses, you're like, oh, um, oh mm, wonderful, mm, mm. a strawberry pound cake.
1: <laughs> so good, mom.
0: That, <laughs> that's, mom. That's
1: what I want to look Look at
0: <laughs> Pamela, as played, it. I adore Pamela. She's like the, the helicopter parent in this movie, uh, worrying about her weird daughters, but she's also so in tune with like what might be going on and saying, mm. Well, she is clueless in a lot of ways, sure, of course. Absolutely, of course. Uh, all the adults in this movie are quite <laughs> clueless. Um, when aren't they? <laughs> But I love Pamela because um, she's so innocent, so sweet, and, and played by Mimi Rogers, the an actress who unfortunately is now best remembered as Tom Cruise's first wife.
1: That's a shame.
0: Which is a shame because she's...
1: She should be she's remembered as the mom from *Chinatown*. She
0: really should. Um, she's also remembered as the person who introduced Tom Cruise to Scientology. She was raised in the no, church.
1: No, so she. Oh, yeah, but she's she like she his got patient out. Patient zero.
0: Mm. Oh. she got out. He stayed. In fact, there are rumors that when he wanted to uh, pursue Nicole Kim, uh, you know Nicole, uh, the who Church of Scientology, like pushed them away from each other, tried to separate them. That is that is all conjecture sure. of course, but I believe it. And she has spoken out uh multiple times against Miss the, the current Miscavige. Oh, I wouldn't know. Miscavige. Miss the guy Miskavige whose wife is great. The guy whose wife is missing. missing.
1: They don't know where she mm-hmm. is.
0: And he's the head of the church. <laughs>
1: Go Mimi though. Yeah,
0: go Mimi. Mimi Rogers needs. Thank you. A, a second, a second act. You right. know, right?
1: Escaping from her, from her own personal horror story yes. there. Um,
0: but the movie is yeah, unfortunately I, not about her.
1: It isn't, which is unfortunate because <laughs> I
0: can <laughs> use more Pamela. I could
1: use more. I could. T- we could cover like. I could do the whole podcast talking about Pamela. Because I think she's not a helicopter parent, actually. I think that's something that's interesting about her is that she has those tendencies, especially around the dinner table, which is something I could identify with oh, a yeah. lot with my family. Um, my mom brings she... up sex
0: at the dinner table within oh, five my God. minutes. Oh,
1: my God. Within. My mom <laughs> could not wait to tell me about sex. I was, like, trying to avoid all body things. She could not wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, Please don't. Um and uh but the way she lets them like explore their own interests like creative interests and very she definitely has that attitude about it like oh you know they were making doing the pictures you know, they're for making school. these violent
0: you know these violent <laughs> recreations of suicides and um, it's just the way they you know create and it's just the way they express
1: themselves it's a them school out. project That's and your
0: insane. father and I are going to counseling tonight so <laughs> <laughs> right she's very open about that she's like we're in counseling you girls are on your own
1: Oh, my God. Would she, at the end, uh, when she's in... Should we talk about this now? I I feel like...
0: Yeah, before we move on from Pamela, we could just spend an hour talking about Pamela. Uh, Her response to all of the violence, all of the craziness that's happening is, I'm going to get my daughters and we're going to go on the road.
1: What about dad, mom? We'll leave your dad behind. It is
0: so We're refreshing going. when mom is just like protecting you all so above great. all. It's
1: so great. I love it. Oh, darling. <laughs> the doors in here are awful. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> we have concrete walls, but it doesn't matter because of the doors. Because
0: the doors are made of cardboard. <laughs> yes. Um, Well, yeah, we can get into the plot now. Sure. sure why not? First things first. The dog dies. <laughs> Um, <laughs> trigger warning the dog every dog every single all one of
1: them and I am definitely a person who like
0: needs to know
1: needs to know like can't handle it and so I had an I, I kind of knew going yeah. in that this was how ha- like does this the dog
0: die.com um, great resource um,
1: absolutely um but I oddly enough did not I feel like all of the dogs to me felt so not dog Felt so fake to well, me. In a, in a werewolf
0: sense. movie where like the top dog literally is right. a wolf. all like the toys. other dogs are like, these are inconsequential. These aren't
1: real dogs. I feel like that's why I've they seen all died. Real dogs. <laughs> like, yes. Real
0: dogs. Weigh 150 pounds.
1: <laughs> um so so I surprisingly enough laughed through the first like five minutes of the movie.
0: <laughs> that and... <laughs> scene though of the child playing in the sandbox before finding oh, the mutilated Body of the dog that gave me lots of anxiety. Just what's he gonna? You, ne- you know, you know, that a know. child in a sandbox in a horror movie is never going to find like he's not finding a fucking necklace, he's finding something terrible. Yes,
1: it's gonna be awful,
0: yeah. Um, and that's yeah, how it opens.
1: It is, and that was a little worrisome for me at first. when it's you know, it's moving in on the kid in the sandbox, and I'm just like, oh no, my. Um, but <laughs> once the leg came out and then the mom's like running to yell the that the mom. dog is dead hey, and everyone just kind God. of was like, whatever. Yeah.
0: The dog's <laughs> name, Baxter, like the most
1: R. P. Baxter, Canadian
0: <laughs> name for a dog. <laughs> um, uh, what I do sorry. like about that opening scene, the opening on a child in a sandbox is that often that's a, you know, a sandbox is a metaphor for like discovery and playing and, hmm. and like, yeah trying new things, and, and childhood discovery in the sandbox then expands to the greater world of, of this suburban town they're all in, where all of these kids are trying to find their sandbox, yeah. <laughs> and so to speak. <laughs> Did that metaphor work? Maybe. I don't
1: know. It works. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I,
0: I, I do want to talk about the location, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the suburban area known as Bailey Downs, but it's kind of isolated.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's near anything else. Like it feels like a a slightly large town but not like a not a city, not near a major city for sure. Like first
0: they show you a cornfield where this where the (laughs) where the town is, is sign is. And then they show you the housing development. So it feels like one of those white flight settlements
1: oh man yeah
0: where a bunch of you know upper middle class white people ran away from the city and said oh this field looks great let's start a town and it's they did Hours now and it became you know a suburb where everybody knows each other's business yeah but it it's a very um but it also feels very insulated
1: yeah, absolutely. I felt that. That doesn't I, seem
0: to be a lot of outside.
1: Especially cuz they keep using the same kind of shot of that those houses um yeah. like throughout the film. Um it did kind of feel like this is the one. This is it.
0: Yeah. It it almost yeah. it almost sets up that there is no escape until Pamela's like, we are we? We're, we're getting out, <laughs> out of this one out. horse town." It didn't seem like an option until then. And 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 you know, for a lot of for a lot of young queers, that's Unfortunately, the case there isn't a place to go. You have to lean into uh, the people that you gel with,
1: right? Yeah,
0: you know, I kind of lived out in the in the boonies when I was growing up, and and just trying to find you know those outlets for myself was there. It was a callback for me watching this movie, Um, and also how strange and creative these two girls are. Yes.
1: Oh my heart. Oh, they're wonderful.
0: I love them so. Except when they get, uh, except when Ginger, the older sister, by like what, eight months. Yeah. She's going through some changes. So a lot of times she gets after her younger sibling, and I was the younger sibling. So oh oh, it hurt my heart. I was the older
1: sibling. So did
0: you get after your younger sibling a lot when you started? Going through these, when you started going through changes that they weren't going through?
1: Huh. You know, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember anything specifically. Um, I feel like no. She, when she was very small and I was still, before puberty, she used to pinch me. Oh. And I wouldn't tell on her. I'd get bruises. And my parents thought someone was like beating me up at school. But you were just
0: tallying them up. Yeah. So <laughs> that in waiting. seven years you could be like. <laughs> I could
1: turn into a werewolf. You pinched and... <laughs> me
0: 71 times.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I feel like in general I was much more like let her do her own thing. You know, be protective. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that kind of energy. You weren't I mean, as close these girls. I didn't pick on girls. as much. No, definitely not. She was like five years oh okay so yeah
0: I was three years uh younger than my sister and we would fight like cats and dogs but we were also like each other's best friends oh yeah it just depended on the day like my mother would would tear her hair out trying to get us to, to get along. But then as soon as my, as soon as no other adults were around, my sister became very motherly to me. Mm. And like my mom would come pick us up from wherever we were, wherever she had dropped us off. And the, the people would be like, Oh, your children get along so well. (laughs) And my mom would be like, no, no, those two are my kids. Like she would not, she didn't believe it, (laughs) but we were very close. And, and these girls have similar interests and are so close to each other and in the oh like in the first couple minutes you see the scars on their hands Mm -hmm. as they and that and that sets up oh well this goes beyond like superficial sibling it's a little bit i don't want to say a little bit too much but it is definitely A way, way closer bond than most people have even with their own family members. Yeah. Then one of them starts to change after, spoiler alert, a werewolf attacks Ginger and she starts to snap. Oh, oh. You got
1: it. Title. I I watched this with with my partner and right when it started, he turned to me and pointed at the screen and said, that's Ginger Snaps. I was so upset. I was so angry. Mm. So uh,
0: one of the one of the sequels is called Ginger Snaps Back. So
1: good. <laughs> oh so good. Ginger the Snapping.
0: The Snapping. Oh my goodness. I'm
1: telling you. Hire me to write your next Ginger Snaps. The reboot movie. Yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. They're rebooting everything. What did you think about using werewolf a werewolf story as a menstrual metaphor
1: um i thought in this case it worked incredibly well i i'm sure it would work in other cases too like the full moon cycle idea like all that kind of stuff there's a lot of
0: menstruation is often compared to like oh it's a full moon like it's often a lunar cycle but they aren't related
1: (laughs) it's not the tide exactly (laughs) the moon doesn't control
0: your (laughs) uterus i imagine it's republicans just like, control your uterus <laughs> oh my god it's true
1: <laughs> <laughs> they clutches i can feel them um i guess it's just like how we, how we like to tie things <laughs> so cycle cycle it's about the same amount of time uh i guess uh i mean that nurse gives a
0: great gives a great rundown of, of how it works and of course i feel like when young people get their first period they often feel like they're the only one in the world going through this. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, it's the job of the adult women to say, we've all been there. Yeah. Because, of course, it was was 2000. No one was, like, thinking, does does everyone who menstruates identify? No. Sure, sure. (laughs) It was 2000, the new millennium, but mm, it hadn't come that far yet. What did you think of... Oh, oh, sorry. No, go on, please.
1: Uh, Well, I was just thinking it's interesting to me that there are uh, adults who are so open about that. Um, because I think one reason that a lot of people, uh, when they're going through puberty and first get their their period, feel like they're the only person in the world is it's not something that you talk about with your peers, specifically. Yeah,
0: you get shamed for it. Right, so Tons you just, you
1: completely, I think, enclose, or many people do. And so um, those conversations between the adults were interesting to me um, because while I think in real life, in in some instances, that could have been a really beneficial conversation. It seemed to me like for, especially for Ginger, but for Bridget too, it was both of those conversations were incredibly hurtful because they are clearly two people and I'm going to say people in the movie, they're girls, but I'm going to say people, they're two people who don't want to be women Mm -hmm. like that. That is from the get go laid out. They both haven't gotten their period yet. They want to kill themselves when they're both 16. They don't want to grow up to be women. And so and and I think that is true for many people, whether or not they are cis women or, you know, trans men or non-binary people with a uterus or whatever. I think there are plenty of people who as a child are like, I don't want that. I don't want to become to become and everyone's
0: telling me, Oh, it's It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen to you and it's gonna be so wonderful. And no one listens to the people who are like, but it's it's really painful. Right. It's like, in more, more than just physically painful, it's causing anguish, and no one is addressing it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And it causes anguish in so many ways, whether or not it's dysphoria or, like, literally just the emotional things that happen when your hormones are, like, <laughs> out of fucking whack. And so, yeah, I think having these two adult women say... You know, this is just what it is. It's okay. It was worse because it's like, oh. But it's that, not okay. That means I'm like you and that's the last thing in the fucking world I wanted. I don't want to be yeah, you, Mom. That's,
0: that's... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, when Ginger says, well, Ginger says something at the very beginning of the movie that is, confu- was confusing to me when she said, wrists are for girls. Yes. I'm going to slit my throat. <laughs>
1: What I, does that mean? I cackled. I genuinely cackled. I have no idea what it means. It cl- it
0: means are for girls?
1: It clearly is just like, but, you know, a child mis- you know, using misogyny to, to talk about things. But uh, I wrote that down on my list. I, I have a list of things that have happened that convinced me that this movie is, is trans culture. So. Oh,
0: I mean... <laughs> What else convinced you? Let's bring the list. Let's bring do you want the to do the rundown absolutely. of the list. Let's bring oh the God. list. We're halfway through. Let's Why get not? there.
1: So, this, I mean, clearly this is mildly reductive as trying to define these things always will be. But it's um, your indi-
0: your opinion <laughs> as my an individual. individual experience, your experience with watching this film.
1: Absolutely. So, <laughs> the first thing I wrote down you can see here is wrists are for girls. Wrists are for girls. Uh, <laughs> It was immediately, I was like, I don't know what kind, but Ginger is trans. <laughs> um, also, the, uh, when Ginger tells Bridget, I got the curse, talking about her period, was, I think, very... <laughs> <Dysphoric>. <laughs> resonated yeah. with me a lot. Um, because it is dysphoric, this idea that it was something put on me. It wasn't, it's not me, it's something that you was didn't like... choose this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that was put on me. It um it is a curse. Like there's something supernatural about it because it doesn't belong yeah. here. For their
0: age, they're so independent, right? And they don't want to relinquish any of that, especially when it's being mapped out so specifically for them. Right. And they and they've never they've never wanted to go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they've always <laughs> wanted to be their own people. Like that 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 big old suicide montage for the opening Ugh. credits. Oh, that was queer culture. That was, was, I was like, these work. Little artistes. So mean, artistic. So someone disturbing. Someone
1: just needs to do like a Twitter montage with like Slay over each one right, of Slay. them. Right, like, Kill me. Like...
0: Chop my head off, Green Knight. It's
1: so good. Yes. Chop like... my head off,
0: Short Green King.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Short Green King. Oh my God. That... Yeah.
1: It's adorable, but I, w- I will quibble with you here. The Green Knight was very large. Oh, Gwaine, okay. Gwaine right. is a short king. In Gwaine, my in okay. my canon, in my head canon, like, Gwen is a short king. It's like
0: Stanley Tucci is <laughs> Gwen, yes. and then
1: and <laughs> Vince then, Vaughn is yeah, like the Green sure, Knight. He's apparently huge. very
0: tall, like, very tall just, man. Just
1: like some basketball players. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron is guy. the Green Knight, like, and, yeah.
0: um, and Muggsy is. Uh, <laughs> Is, is going it's a little um, quiet. that's the only thing I know about basketball and that's from Space Jam uh, Muggs, <laughs> Muggsy is short <laughs> what else is on your list?
1: so that quote I got the curse leads into your own body screws you which is also ugh, Woof. ugh like oh my god are you fucking kidding me um, I, I that really clearly resonated with me both as a trans person but also I, I deal with multiple chronic illnesses, mm-hmm. so, like, that as well was just, like, uh, ugh, oh, Why my God. Why are you betraying me so? <laughs> right, my body's always against me. Um, I can't have hair on my chest when the hair is growing out of the wounds.
0: The hair growing out of the wounds is fascinating. It's so good. I mean, from a makeup standpoint alone, but also just...
1: Right, well, also just, like, I, I think that kind of means, like, this idea of her skin is kind of opening, in mm-hmm. a sense, to get this werewolf out mm-hmm. or whatever was interesting to me. I thought that was visually incredible.
0: I mean, regardless of how you identify, part of puberty is growing hair. Right. In all, all Everywhere. over. Like, not just pubic, not just facial, but, like, you're growing more hair in your armpits, on your arms, on your legs. Like, it it makes you feel like a furry monster sometimes.
1: Right. Well, and especially if you, I think, you know, I grew up with a mom who... Probably, I don't know, but probably shaved every day. You know, like even in the winter. Together. Yes. <laughs> oh like right, you're very for, southern, you're from mom. Texas, so yeah, even in the winter. <laughs> even in the winter. Even in the winter. Um, you know, the first time you know she saw she saw me with hairy legs, she had a moment. You know that kind of thing. And um, she's
0: like, I have to go make a pound cake right now. <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> I need to put together some sweet. Tea. If you kill
0: a man, tell me, and I'll help you bury the body. We don't need to tell your father. <laughs>
1: we tell. We'll just leave it behind. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that obviously was, I think, a really trans moment mm-hmm. uh, for me. Uh, the tail tucking feels a little, almost even obvious. Right. Where they tape it.
0: Right. Because um, unlike other werewolf movies, this transformation happens much like puberty, very gradually. Right. Yes. And she's growing this little tail. Right. And that can't be fun.
1: No, absolutely not. Clothes aren't made for tails. They are not. They are not.
0: They don't even have pockets for yeah, women.
1: Most most don't. Make
0: too much money on purses to right. make pockets for women. <laughs> <laughs> no sir. No no no.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that was one. I you know I again I feel like that's even maybe an uncomfortably obvious connection. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. And then just generally, I think. The biggest thing for me with this movie, the thing that makes me want to say it's, you know, canonically trans, uh, yeah. which I cannot decide for, you know, Do it. Why the not? mass of trans people and movie lovers, but um, is that it deals with, and you know what, Willow McClay has definitely, I'm sure, put this better than, than I ever could. So everyone check her out. Um, but it deals with the externalization of the internal. And what's going on inside you emotionally and with your body and turning that into, like, an external horror show. And um, I think the reason it works so well for me is that um, it's really hard to define a trans experience. Because everyone
0: has their own one. Everybody has their own.
1: And there are definitely, like, connections between, you know, most of us. But, like, in general, it's hard to define it. And when you try to make it universal in the way that like
0: so many do. Right. A like, lot of people talking about trans experience are being like this is what trans people face every day and a lot of trans people have to go well it no it depends, depends on the day. It right. depends on the person. Yeah.
1: Right. And you see it in film a lot too. Like oh, yeah. if you like Girl or um or the Danish Girl or what was the one that fucking Jared Leto was in? Uh, um, Dallas Byers Buyers Club. Club. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're not even letting trans people
1: Play trans characters. Play
0: trans experiences on screen. So how are we gonna get it right? How are we gonna get it even a little bit right for even a small population of trans people? Exactly. We're not. (laughs) Like the
1: representation isn't there. (laughs) So we need ginger snaps. (laughs) It sucks. But also, it's it's like even if you had a trans person in those roles, because they're being made, I think, by naturalistic cis people, Mm -hmm. it's like trying to define it. And you mm-hmm. can't like you can't define that experience. It's not it's not easy. Just like you can't really define puberty. Like right. the nurse is trying, but she can't really get across. She's
0: just doing the mechanics. What it
1: feels. Yeah, yeah, it's just the facts. Very right? chipper
0: about it. She's like, so, and then it's brown and chunky. Yeah, <laughs> and so
1: excited to say brown. When and I <laughs> there's a ver-
0: there's a staggering lack of knowledge of menstruation mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, uh, cis men. Yeah, I mean staggering like. I don't remember how old I was when I was like, the blood changes color. Oh, and it's not a li- and it's not always a liquid? <laughs> They're solid. Oh like I was much I mean and if you even tried to tell us a, a straight man this who was not like who is, you know, very toxic masculinity he would probably just be like Ew, stop talking about it that's oh. so gross and yet it happens to over half of the population
1: right oh absolutely i used to but they date. don't want to hear about it <laughs> they don't uh, i have a i have a really close friend who calls her period her blood baby which i think is just mwah. Aww. chef kissing fingers such a great better than aunt flo I mean, right yeah. it's such a great descriptor it's literally what it is it's like birthing a child but it's blood and, um, and I have
0: to imagine it's a little easier.
1: <laughs> maybe. You know, probably, yes. <gasps> Less it's absolutely expensive. easier. Absolutely easier. Um a but blood baby. I, a blood baby. Nice. And I, you know, used that myself, as you do when you have friends. And the person I was dating at the time, who was a cis, cis man, uh, could not handle it. <laughs> just the phrase blood baby was just like overwhelmingly gross to him. Like he could, he just could not. Uh, which is just wild to me. I'm like, w- I wake up with it pouring out from between my legs. Like, what? You- <laughs>
0: when it, when really? it, it, when her period and her lycanthropy converge at the exact same time <laughs> in the high school bathroom as it, as, as is the case.
1: <laughs> as happens. When it
0: just. Yeah. F- Falls on the floor. Yeah, just blood just drips on the floor, and I'm like, "Wait, that doesn't really happen." And some people are like, "No, man no, it does.
1: Absolutely that happens. happens. Like, absolutely happens."
0: The, the lack of reaction that Mimi Rogers <laughs> gives to the bloodiest pair of underwear. <laughs>
1: right. She and just
0: it's... looks at it, goes, "Huh." Takes the spray bottle.
1: Just doesn't it. doesn't lose an instant. And it is incredible. Like I, it's. <laughs> You have to watch it, I think, to really understand how bloody those underwear are. I, again, cackled at that moment because it was just, I have not even seen that much. But absolutely, if I was in a house with a bunch of people who got periods, if I saw, you know, underwear with that on, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Someone someone, someone needs had some a rough night. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs>
0: Oh, man. There's a lot of... Um, I mean, there's all sorts of ways that this movie equates sexuality with beastliness, with mm, yeah. werewolfery or yeah. or what have you. Like, there are times where it's like, yes, this change into a werewolf is, uh, is like your menstrual cycle. But there are also times where it's like this is a sexually transmitted disease. Right. There's a lot of discussion of how, of how viruses work. Like, they're in biology class, and they're like, this is how the virus attacks the cell, it's an invader. And from then on, Bridget, uh, the younger sister is like, oh, it's a virus, it's, it's sexually transmitted. And when Ginger becomes more sexually active, she infects one of the jock boys. Mm-hmm. God, the straight men in this movie suck. Um, but what else is new (laughs) in horror movies? Uh, and it becomes, like, an STD. Like, he shows up with fucking wounds on his face. And his friends are like, yo, what happened? And he's like, I got laid. Yeah. If I saw somebody with wounds on their face and they said, yo, I got laid, I'd be like, but are you okay? Like...
1: Right. Like, are you practicing safe set? Like, what's Like, sure, blood
0: play. Do whatever you want. But... (laughs) Mm. <laughs> I think you might need to moisturize. Like, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm not familiar. Well, I think They're surprisingly just, okay me,
0: with how rough that how rough sex must have been.
1: I think to me, it just kind of uh, clued in t- uh, how little <laughs> all of these children know about so little, sex. Because they're not
0: being taught about it.
1: They aren't. They're, and they're, they are literal children, and they just don't. These guys don't know. Maybe that is what some sex is like.
0: It seems to be, like, all the information that is given about sex and sexuality is given from women to other women Mm -hmm. in this movie. The men get none of it. And it's almost as if people think that they don't need need to know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I think... I don't know that it's intentional. I, I like to think most most things done in movies are intentional, but I don't know that it, they intentionally leave out, you know, men talking to men or women talking to men about this. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like that is something that is missing. And and maybe, maybe it is like a, a reflection, eh, I don't know, maybe it is intentional, like a reflection on how we teach the people we perceive to be girls, mm-hmm. you know, what about, to do about their bodies. Because uh, it has to be guys. them. They yeah. have to
0: do it themselves. Yeah, they can't, it's their
1: responsibility. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when she goes off with him in the car. Oh my God. And Bridget knocks on the window and just shouts,
1: she's ovulating. I <laughs> <It's so>
0: died.
1: <laughs> oh my God. She's tracking. her cycle was so great to me oh it was so funny to me that she tracks her cycle I Uh, I mean maybe Bridget really is her own version of like the school nurse it it only would have been better if she had a condom and was like take this
0: I mean yeah a lot of the focus is on Ginger's change but the things that Bridget is going through Mm. are so relatable and Emily Perkins's performance even under that wig is oh the wig? So she shaved her head, she shaved her head, or she head? cut her hair short, or something, unbeknownst to the to the filmmaker and the producers. So they had to put her in this wig at the last minute.
1: Oh no! So it's a little bit of a mess, I think. Yeah, but, it, it is a really bad wig. It is it's not great. It's <laughs> Unfortunately, bad. But
0: luckily, it, Emily Perkins is giving a performance underneath that wig.
1: Oh my god, it's so true. Like I. I think she um, is so good as a mirror for what is happening with Ginger, right? Like, that all these things are um, possibly going to happen to her is, like, something I feel like comes up. And clearly, by the end, you know, comes Mm -hmm. up. But, like, it kind of comes up over and over again is, like...
0: And they are closer in age, but even... But as a younger sibling, you do want to emulate your older sibling and when mm-hmm. they're going through shit and yeah. when they're fucking up and and trial by fire through their their issues you're like is that going to happen to me can I help make this better right. for you like the anguish of trying to help somebody that without the vocabulary or the means to do so is is pretty uh relatable and Uh, Bridget is going through it.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. She
0: even has to pretend it's happening to her in order to get a man's help. Right. You know, the local drug dealer who killed a werewolf has to help you now.
1: I love I love Sam. I probably also strongly identify with Sam if I'm honest, (laughs) like the whole time.
0: (laughs) Catholic Catholic school drug dealer. Yeah. (laughs) We're all a little bit of a Catholic school drug dealer on it the inside. Isn't, right. Um, Sam is interesting because he is the only straight man in the movie who's helpful,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even a little bit. And uh, things still don't turn out great for Sam.
1: No, there's because there's just no space for them no. in this. You do feel
0: bad, but you're also like unsurprised.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, did I want him to die? No, because I want to be the, the <laughs> Catholic school drug dealer. <laughs> Uh no I don't oh god it um, is very
0: sisters before misters because
1: absolutely well I think that the mom saying we'll leave the dad behind it's yeah. like the, from the get go and throughout they are like power. leave the dudes behind we do not need them
0: mm. if only a woman had directed this movie um well mm. no that John Fawcett was a, is a very uh, excellent director he also wrote and created Orphan Black.
1: Yes, I was trying to figure out, actually, if he is queer, because I felt like there were a lot of things that just so particularly resonated. Uh, Uncertain. I, yeah. I actually don't know.
0: Uh, the, the script, however, was written by uh, Karen Walton yes. after she and Fawcett came up with the story. hmm And I don't think this movie could have been scripted by, by someone who no. doesn't menstruate. I don't no. think so. Absolutely. And I'm glad that it... I mean, I don't want to assume anything about Karen, but... I'm glad she wrote this movie. Yeah. I also liked how uh, Ginger says there was an ache, and I thought it was for sex, but it was to tear, tear everything...
1: everything apart or up or something. Yes. I'm
0: like, ugh, love Sorry. it. Sorry, I
1: cut the great quote off. It's so good.
0: It is great. I don't even know if that's a real mm-hmm. quote, but y'all should just watch the scene because Ooh. it's great. You know, deciding whether you're horny or just angry is something that a lot of people strangely go through
1: right absolutely and I mean yeah that hangriness even like mm-hmm. those kinds of things like we I feel like we're always conflating different things um for these our... extreme
0: emotions are so often right. wrapped up in each other
1: right. That was also another line that resonated with me as a trans person. Like, absolutely, it's just. Tear it I thought all down. it was about sexuality, but no, no, I just am so fucking done with Jitter. <laughs> it's over. I'm so over it.
0: But the amount of times that these things come up, this fucking ferocity comes up, mm-hmm. and and Bridget is just okay. I don't know how to help you, um, <laughs> other than to clean up after you. Yes. So they go on and bury the dead dogs. They bury the school bully. <gasps> the school bully in the, the ice box.
1: <laughs> bully! Oh my god.
0: Oh, if if you made it this far and you have not seen this movie, go watch it because so many, so many wonderful, <laughs> uh, so many little humorous. But very dark things happen like with the fingers in the fridge.
1: Yes. I think that's why the movie feels so it's just so good to me, is that it mixes like humor and horror, which is like you know, life. Um you know. Uh but yeah, God, the bully in the icebox. Oh god, the mom just dropping the The meat meat on her. her dropping
0: meat on a frozen corpse.
1: Oh, it was so what? good. What? Uh, the
0: 360 at the end though, that I hadn't seen this movie for about a year before I watched it for this. And they say to get like the 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 relationship between the sisters is set up in in their shared room in the first 5 minutes of the movie where they're mm-hmm. like we're dying before 16 together forever. We're going to we're going to go through it all here in this room, you and me. And then at the end, they end up back in that room. Mm -hmm. ginger's transformation is complete and she and bridget says i'm not dying in this room with you yeah she says it flat out and it's a complete reversal of what she said before and it is interesting how in sync they were uh, until this change happens and i wonder if it is a a way of saying how even if you think you know someone you think you're going to be with them forever people change people go through things and and it hurts. Mm. It's a painful experience when people drift apart and f- discover their in- their individuality. Yeah. But it's also necessary.
1: Yeah, I feel that. Like, I, I feel like, um, especially with the mom talking about, like, you don't have to do everything that Ginger says and those little clue ins. Yeah. It almost feels like. You're not attached
0: like, by the wrist, which are for right. girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which are for girls, let's be honest. But yeah, it feels like Bridget is kind of been along for the ride, not necessarily been forced Mm -hmm. into any of these, this kind of relationship with her sister or wanting to be gone at 16 or whatever, but like maybe just doesn't even know what she wants until that, you know, tearing apart starts to give her time to, Herself yeah. and beyond
0: her and her white highlights,
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my god, as, as with all movies, Rogue ass as here. with all
0: movies released between 1994 and 2007, there is a slow motion walk down the hallway with the hot girl or the newly crowned hot girl, where Catherine Isabel is walking down the hallway with her new little white strands of hair, <laughs> more cleavage. Uh, tighter clothing and she's just I don't even know what song is playing but it's remember. definitely by like verve or something <laughs> it's definitely by like maybe it's a simple plan or a hooba stank song I don't know <laughs> but there's always that slow motion walk down the hallway where everyone goes
1: <gasps> <"Bee." laughs> That was so good. And she's still like goth as ever, but like just super yeah, just goth like, as
0: ever, but people are like, Wait, maybe goth is hot. Maybe
1: it's okay. Yeah, maybe we like it. I think
0: around two thousand is when goth became hot. I mean
1: yeah, maybe it might have been later. Like maybe a little like later. scene
0: scene kids came later, but they were definitely like, you know, emo became popular and emo is right. not goth at all, of course, but but it was a more diluted mainstream version that came about shortly after this film. So I think that there was some foreshadowing there yeah. <laughs> with, with how much, as children, we were like, let's embrace our inner sexy darkness and just tear everything apart. Tear
1: everything's a pieces. <laughs> and that's
0: how we became the uh, socialist, genderless socialist creatures. creatures we yeah, are today. That's us. <laughs> And I'm thankful for it. Um, Catherine is, or Ginger snapped so I could crush. Yes. Yeah, Ginger snapped so I could... Slay? Slay? I don't know. Boots? The house down? I don't know. I don't know Uh, all the stuff I...
1: Yeah, I'm I'm old now.
0: Yeah, I'm old. Sometimes the things that are like gay culture, I'm like, who's that now? What's that now? (laughs) Max Emerson who? And... It
1: It makes me think of those, like, ear... (laughs) The old uh, ear things with the horn. Where they would hold oh, it ear horns! To right, are like what horn. did you say what now? You say?
0: Ginger's <laughs> turning into a what now? <laughs> From her who now? Uh, we can should we talk about Catherine Isabel's performance as Ginger?
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: What do you think of Catherine Isabel's performance uh, as Ginger?
1: <laughs> is it her greatest performance of all time? Who can say? Yes, probably. Yes, because yes, I don't is. think I've seen anything else <laughs> she's been in. Um, she. It's true. This, yeah, she, I think she was on like a. TV show. Well, a Maybe lot like of these supernatural these something?
0: actors are all Canadian, so I'm sure there's plenty of, of Canadian credits they have that were like, oh, sorry that that never yeah, trickled down be. into the states the way that Orphan Black did. But uh, she she has become some, known as something of, of a scream queen, quote unquote, because she oh, has cool. appeared in other horror films. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Freddy vs. Jason.
1: Ah, I gotcha. <laughs> that
0: old chestnut. She
1: just stays in the genre that I that you avoid is the problem. That and maybe you know U.S. imperialism, meaning that we don't watch
0: Canadian television, you know,
1: movies and television outside of U.S.
0: Oh no, the police are here because we said we were socialists and the phones are listening (laughs) to us. us (laughs) Um, what did you think? Well, I got super gay all of a sudden when they put her belly ring in. Oh, in order yeah. to in order to quell the growing lycanthropy, they put a silver ring in her belly button. <laughs> you know, in home, of course, because yeah. you don't get your first piercing at it's either at Claire's or at home. Yes, that's where you get your first piercing.
1: Uh, and, Walmart, if you're not in the south, and there's not a if you're in the south and there's not a Claire's in town. Oh,
0: that's a very good point. Yeah. Thank you for correcting yeah, it's me. It's really important. Walmart <laughs> or so home. Uh, and he's she's like, "How do you feel?" And she goes. <laughs> yes. I turned to my fiance and was like, "For the first time, I feel wicked." <laughs> and then we sang a Broadway duet, and there, that's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's how we do our queerness set yeah, at the Simon household.
1: Emo culture and Wicked, the musical. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I, I found them choosing a belly ring for the silver piece very funny to me
0: it is um interesting. just in that
1: like it cle- i mean clearly the filmmakers had an intent there in that like i feel like that seems like when you're a teen getting a belly piercing is like oh you're you're going to show that Your off right is- well yeah like
0: you you're not going to put in a belly ring like and a not wear a crop top
1: thing yeah like i feel like it has that kind of feel to it as a young person so or as a teen so i think that's tied for sure but just as Bridget, I think I would be like, could we just try earrings? <laughs> your, your ears are pierced. Maybe that'll did, just work." Or, I, like, I does do it remember it have to belly be rings?
0: <laughs> I do remember belly rings being hot. Belly rings and tongue rings being so They're like hot. alternative. Yes. are they still? Are belly rings still a? I think sexy for,
1: thing. They were not alt in in my Texas twenty thousand you know member town um, culture. They were like something the cool girls did. Okay. But tongue rings, for sure, were, like, super naughty. It no
0: one knew what to like, feel
1: about tongue rings.
0: It also immediately set the rumor mill in motion. Like, as soon as you show up with a belly ring, you're like, oh, that girl, oh, that girl gets a blowjob. Like, definitely. like
1: Yes. Oh, immediately absolutely. immediately
0: slut shame a girl for for showing skin and right. also showing modifications to her body it makes yes. them... Makes them fodder for bullies.
1: Absolutely. Even or though it's just how they dress, changing that. Yeah, to, changing like, how you dress. It's like, why yeah. would she
0: be showing off her body if she wasn't uh, trying to be as sexually active as possible? And it's like, eh, maybe she's trying to keep herself from transforming into a werewolf. Hello? You know, you don't know everyone's story. God. Also, you?
1: who cares? Also,
0: yes, she does want to have as much sex as possible. <laughs> but more importantly, the fangs. And the hair, when she's shaving her legs
1: Oh my god, I did it violently. I identified with that so much.
0: Just like, it hurts and it it's bloody, but I don't care. I gotta get rid of it.
1: It's like, well, and it's this feeling, the way she's doing it, it's like, I have to do this, right? Like, this is the yeah. only thing that keeps me, keeps people perceiving me a certain way. I have to do and this. these are
0: not, these are um. not... These are not delicate hairs. These are like edge of a edge of an industrial carpet hair.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh man. This is some
0: fur. Yeah.
1: Let the fur fly. Like I honestly, wind in your leg hair. Best feeling of all time. Yeah, it really is. It's very nice. A nice breeze on my Mm -hmm. shins. Mm, Love it.
0: Yeah, I love when I you know cut my hair shorter than Mm -hmm. it already is Um, on top, (laughs) you know because. I grow hair everywhere but up top, and when I get a, a little, a little snippy-snip and walk out and just feel the, uh, feel the air between my short fur,
1: yes, <laughs> it's quite nice. <laughs> to just rustle it a little just bit. Rustle it's, really, the, it's really lovely.
0: <laughs> rustle the short fur a little bit. <laughs> uh, did you uh, finish your list?
1: Uh, I think so. There was something on here that I don't know why I took it down, which is just the quote, who's the boy? I think she was talking about Sam at that point, but I have... Who's the boy? I have no idea why I put it down here. It couldn't have been... Maybe it's trans culture. Who knows? Maybe Maybe the boy was me all
0: <laughs> And the boy... And that boy was, was me. <laughs> when that boy got his first period <laughs> and tried to shave the fur off of his, he- his legs, that was- boy was me. I, I, it does seem like uh, the first thing I think of when I hear who's the boy uh, just as, as a cis run of the mill queer person is like when you see a same sex couple and people are like so which one of you is Ugh. quote unquote the boy oh and God. which one's mm, the girl and I'm like we're actually both gargoyles so <laughs> <laughs> so you can't talk to us right now because the sun's out and we're made of stone so bye
1: <laughs> Don't define me. don't make me be a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. don't make um, me don't make me uh, go out for Halloween and <laughs> try and inject my sister with monkshood <laughs> with
1: monkshood, as you do. the only other thing on my list is not trans culture, but I will just say that uh, the beginning, one of the reasons I loved all the deaths, the pictures of the deaths is it gave me very um. Harold and Mod vibes, which uh, is just a, it's just, love
0: Harold and who
1: doesn't, oh. um, it was, it's like two sides of the same coin kind of feeling <laughs> in that, in that opening. Yeah,
0: just emo, just, a uh, emotionally charged sad Polaroids are very, yeah, you know, that, that emo culture is very, very queer. Cause a lot of, a lot of the queer kids I grew up with would, would gravitate towards alternative or or emo, or yeah. scene culture, because that's, because that was more accepting. An alternative place was more accepting of them than, of course, the, the mainstream was. And that's relatable to anyone who felt like an outcast in high school. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to just queer everything I can. Who doesn't? Why not?
1: Um, yeah, I feel that. I, I like how, not like, I, I feel like. A large part of that may have been because the style for, quote-unquote, women's and men's clothes in emo culture and scene culture was so similar. Yeah, it was like, more androgynous. And, yeah, and... absolutely, that yeah. it kind of gave room, I think, for people to feel like they were not reflecting their, I don't know, the adults around them or whatever.
0: <laughs> you can't control me, Mom. Uh, when she shows up in that van Ugh. when pamela says get in the car we're we're bouncing you get in the car and you bounce you get no, away from all this take
1: him away ma like it's so good Ugh. i need a pamela
0: we all need a pamela in our lives it's true so my question for you now mm-hmm. is did this film make you gag Mm-hmm. was it a good gag or a bad gag
1: oh good gag definitely I, I would say, like, literally made me gag in that some of the prosthetics were very good. Very some good. some of the blood was yeah. a lot of blood. Yeah,
0: it was pretty violent um, at times. It
1: was. It was pretty... It was quite a bit. Um, Not overwhelmingly so, but enough that every yeah. once in a while I was like... Kind of like ooh. the
0: last couple of days when it's brown and chunky. That yeah, kind that of violence. Kind,
1: where it, it's like, I've seen it before, but, but I don't intense. like to yeah. see it again. Right? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> um But yeah, so... Literally a little bit, but also, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a horror movie. It's definitely very good. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: And would you gag on it again?
1: Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely would I ever.
0: And uh, if people want to read your work, where can they do that?
1: Yeah. Um, so you can find me on my website at BritAWillis.com. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-W-I-L-L-I-S. Um, I'm also on the new play exchange if you're a theater person and have an account with them you can find my plays there um, and I also
0: I played a robot in a in a play that Britt
1: wrote yes, and I you had did. a
0: fantastic time
1: it was excellent you were so good I oh my god you're, you're so great I loved it oh you're uncanny <laughs> Duh. Duh. as hell um, and only the best way I love
0: being uncanny. Um, what else? Barely human, right here.
1: Barely, all of Cast
0: us. me as all of your barely human people, uh, characters, Char- cyborgs, werewolves.
1: Barely humans are people, too. I'd stand by it. Excellent. Um, two more. I'll, uh, two more places. Just yes. Just real quick. Sorry. Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> well, Twitter, you can find me. Well, Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Feeling feelingthickle. Um, But also, I write games as well. Excellent. I would love all of you to go buy my games. Um, If you don't, you're transphobic. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Um, No, but you are, though, if you you don't. yeah. You can buy my games, find my games at feelingfickle.itch. That's I-T-C-H dot I-O. Um, and on that site, I also have community copies. If you do not have enough money in your budget right now to afford one of the games, you can always pick up a free community copy, no questions asked.
0: Excellent. And as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joshua Simon says. You can also visit my website, I have to update it because it's been about 97 years, uh, <laughs> at joshuasimonsays.com and... Until then, enjoy the last brown and chunky days of your cycle, and until the next full moon, shall we say goodbye?